When a student shares a great idea in your classroom, do you think that kid's got a great future? Or do you think that kid's great right now? It's amazing how much teachers can learn from students. Right, all right. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I thought this was a perfect time to record this week's podcast. I just finished watching a series on Disney Plus that actually began in the classroom, in my seventh grade classroom before the school year ended. It's a 10 part series called Big Shot. And it stars John Stamos from Full House fame. He is a big time director for the Disney. Plus Channel Now, I know he does Fuller House and some other things, but it's a great movie about a coach and a girls' basketball team, which might not sound great on the surface, but it is really good. So if you are looking for a movie to watch with your family, any age would be appropriate. There are some topics that are very much teen-related. In fact, if you think about just about every topic or every issue that comes up in school at that age. It's probably addressed a little bit in this show, but I like the way it ended, maybe not predictably, and I don't want to say too much else because if I say anything else, I might actually give away part of it, but great movie to watch at home. We began the series in the classroom, and I would say this, I think everybody in my classroom enjoyed it, even if everybody didn't want to admit they enjoyed it, because it was a coach coaching a girls' basketball team. So, come on, teach, are we supposed to enjoy this or not? But I know a lot, especially the female athletes that were in my class, they really enjoyed it. But it's not just basketball. It's about relationships. It's about schools and all the things that go on there. So, I am going to recommend that. It is Big Shot. It's on Disney Plus, and maybe maybe that'll get you through the summer. This is one of those topics today that I didn't realize how much I had to say until I started making my bullet points and starting to write down some things that I really want to talk about. I am going to start out with some things that has have humbled me this year, and then we'll get into some very specific things As we go along, so the topic is students teaching teachers. Now, it it is what you think it sounds like. It is extra stuff that you probably didn't think about. I mentioned in the opening about when we deal with students in the class and they come with with a great thought or a great idea, do we we tell them you're going to be great once you get grown up or do we tell them they're going to be great now? Especially if you're in middle school and high school, I know we the other channel that I record for to for it called the Church of Bader and Preacher Mike. We have had a sixth grader, actually fifth grader on there that's actually had her own business for a couple of years. So there are all kinds of great ideas out there. So I'll say right off the bat, encourage any ideas you hear. Don't tell a student, 
get some adults involved when you're older, and maybe that idea will take off. Don't tell them that. Encourage them now. Encourage them to share their idea now. A lot of these stories I have briefly talked to you about before on a previous episode, but I'm going to get very much more specific. The first one I will concentrate on is about the half dozen times or so that I've had to apologize. Now, here's what's happened, and I've learned a lesson through all this, and the students have helped me learn a lesson through all this. Let me tell you what happens sometimes, and you know that I preach all the time about how I don't care what you've heard about a student, make up your own mind. I don't care if a student gets in trouble. Maybe they deserve a second chance, especially when you start looking at, is a student behaving in class right now the way other kids are behaving too, and do you only call him out or her because he's been in trouble before? That's not really fair. So one thing, and and I'm guilty of that. I have done that. I'm going to say at least a half a dozen times. Here's the situation. Maybe they're doing their thing in class. This isn't exactly like that, but a variation of that, I will say, is this. Sometimes I have caught myself fussing at a kid in class, and then I realized later I was too quick. They really didn't do what I thought I had seen them do, or it wasn't near as severe as I made it sound. And I'm thankful that occasionally, probably not occasionally, most of the time those kids, when that happens, some of them will stay quiet, but most of them now know me well enough, they know that I want to hear about it if I have accused them falsely, and they will say, well, Mr. Collins, here's what really happened, and I'll start asking questions, and I find out they are right, and I will right there, I don't call them over to my desk and apologize. I apologize to them right there in class. And in effect, those students have taught me a lesson, the lesson to Mr. Collins, make sure you have all the facts straight first before you jump in and criticize somebody. Now, on the flip side of that argument, I have had students come up to me saying that they're mad at a teacher because the teacher accused them of something they didn't do and wouldn't give them the opportunity to explain the situation. I hope that's not you. I know there are substitute teachers and teachers out there like that, so I would encourage you that if you fall into that mode, and that's another one of those life in general things, if you're in that mode where you accuse first and find out facts later, that is a bad habit. I've been there. I've tried my best to correct it. And now I try my best, unless you got to do because of the situation. If you have to act quickly, maybe that's something a little bit different. But what I'm talking about is before you discipline a student, let's make sure we all have our facts straight. And if we didn't, and we owe that child an apology, make sure that you apologize. Apologize publicly. 
right there in front of everybody. You cannot believe how much more those kids will respect you when you do that. I've even, outside of the apology, I've also had some kids that did wrong, but because maybe even some that I've had to take to the office, they will still come up to me and talk to me all the time because they know that once it's over, I'm not going to hold it against them. So let's learn that from those kids. Make sure if they are falsely accused by us that we give them an apology and let them teach us in that situation that we probably could have handled that better. I just had the thought pop pop into my mind because I know my kids listen to this podcast and I'm thinking they're probably saying right now, where was that when we were at home, Dad? But, you know, I I did it with them too. I hope I apologize properly if I accused them of something they didn't do, but that, that helps us all grow together. Let me be specific about a class I had one time. It was, I had them several times. I had been in the class teaching them, and teachers knew me well enough to share their thoughts on the class. I knew them well enough that they knew that I would talk to them about how I handled the situation too. But there was a class once that I've had other teachers describe in several different ways, including toxic. I've heard the class described, and it's it's terrible to lump every student, of course, in under the same description in one class because that's not fair to them. I've heard them described as that's the class that hates each other. As we talk through this situation, and I was teaching that class as well, here's something that happened. I did on occasion have to mildly punish. It wasn't anything that was severe, but, you know, I would tell them from time to time that they're the only class that I had to call out like this. I was hoping that would motivate them a little bit. I did it one time so severely, at least harshly is probably the best way to say it, that one of the students took it upon themselves to write an apology letter and everyone in the class signed it, and that helped quite a bit, but they still did get in that fired-up, out-of-control condition every now and then. So, in effect, it was like this class was getting the stereotype with all the teachers that they were misbehaviors, that we had trouble with them constantly, and that they were difficult to teach. It's funny, Some of the rowdiest ones in there were actually also some of the smartest ones, which is kind of an interesting combination. And then you've got other situations you have to deal with. Well, I'd called them down several times. We were getting close to the end of the time when I knew I wasn't going to be teaching their class much longer. And basically, it was because I saw one student do something improperly to another student. I'll leave it at that, and then I will tell you that I immediately spoke up loudly again because I was used to having to do that with the class. I fussed at them. I made them be quiet. They did. They don't like my serious face, but I did make them get quiet. And I'll be honest, 
one of the students that I that I trust a lot in that class, but one that is also vocal and will tell me if they think that I was out of control a little bit. They didn't say that, but here's what they said. A few minutes later, we were back in a more organized manner, and there was some of them writing some things on the whiteboard, given what we were doing that day. And we did start to joke around a little bit more. And then finally, that student said, Mr. Collins, I want to know why you got mad at us, because there's a lot of us in here that had no idea. And I got to thinking, they pro- some of them probably didn't see the incident that caused my reaction. So I told her, you're right. I shouldn't have called down the whole class. And in fact, I probably shouldn't have handled it even with the individuals involved in the way I did. I probably should have made sure I was understanding the situation correctly before I just yelled out. So that student taught me a lesson big time. Most students would have just clammed up. Well, that's not her personality, and I like that student for that reason. I know she would always be honest with me and share her thoughts, and she did. She said, Mr. Collins, I don't know why you got mad at us. Can you tell us? And I apologized, and I said, you know why? I should not have gotten mad at you, especially the things I've told you this year about some of the teachers think that you all hate each other and then I treat you that way. That is terrible. I said, guys, today I have learned more from you than I've taught you, and I appreciate that. That student knows that I think a lot of her. I've actually told that privately. I've actually had her try to do some things for that class, and she was always willing to do that and implement her own ideas. I actually walked out of the classroom one time when I thought they were misbehaving and just stood there for a little while. And I could hear conversations inside. And I know when I went back in that there was some of them fussing at another student that was a little bit out of control because I could see the reaction on the other student's face. So it's kind of funny how things work out that way sometimes. But in that situation, That student taught me a lesson, and I was glad she was there. Now, let me tell you uh, one of the best ways that a student has taught me some things is in dealing with others, especially when you substitute teach. But even beyond that, if, if you're a regular teacher, sometimes you will hear other teachers tell you the background of a student thinking that, and and maybe rightfully so, that they're helping you prepare for dealing with that student in a class. Maybe if it's a student that had been through some family situations, maybe it was a student that had been through some, I hate to even use the word in this podcast, but we train all the time about bullying. Maybe it's a student that has been through some of that It's always good to be there to try and help them, but the way students have taught me things in this regard, you pretty much get the most realistic story from a student, and I'm I'm not really talking about the actual student involved, but other students that know the situation. Now, before you 
accuse me of doing something unethically, I am not going up to one student and asking them to tell me about another student. If you gain those students' respect, a lot of times they volunteer the information. Now, sometimes I will say, do you think it's okay for you to be sharing this with me? And most of the time they'll say yes because they think the other student wants to know. I'm not talking about the bellyaching students that say you're not going to like Joe because he acts like this all the time. I'm talking about the one that tells you that Mr. Collins, I think Susie is in an emotional situation about what's going on at home. You might want to know that just so that you know that she's got a lot of things going on. I have learned a lot from students in that regard, and I appreciate that they're there for that. You have to be careful the way you handle it. Sometimes a student might actually think they know something and they were wrong, so you have to be concerned about handling it in a gossipy type way or that the student was gossiping about it. But you can normally tell, you're going to learn your students well enough, you can normally tell that when they're sharing a story with you sincerely. Sometimes I have asked, the students, there's a lot of students that kind of wear their emotions on their sleeve. You know when they're happy, you know when they're sad. I'll even say, to take it to another level, I've come across students that are happy so much that on the rare occasion that they are sad, you kind of want to know about it. So sometimes I'll ask them. Sometimes I'll ask someone that I know is a close friend, do you know if anything's bothering her today? Most of the time I will ask them directly and I'll say, I see you smile so often. I don't want to see you frown. Is there anything I can help you with? But regardless for our topic today, make sure that you develop a relationship with those students where they come up and share things with you that's going to make things flow better. They are, in effect, teaching you some things, some background situations that will help the process of teaching. So that is always a good thing as well. We'll spend our last few minutes talking about actually learning situations that I've learned from students. When you get especially into the middle school and the high school levels, usually in high school, especially if I'm in a substitute teach one day type of situation, tell you what, guys, see if you can bring yourself to say the same thing I do. I normally walk in and I say, listen, I know some of you in here are smarter than me, and I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I hope by the time class is over, I learn as much from you as you do from me. Now, that accomplishes several things. You're going to have students that are strong at math. You're going to have students that are strong at social studies. And you want them to be your friends when you're in that class because when they know that you're willing to let them kind of show off their knowledge Believe me, it makes class go so much more smoothly. Even if I'm writing, sometimes when I'm, if, especially if I'm teaching a math class, if I know how to do something, 
I'll very often ask anybody in in the room want to come up and share how they've learned to do this, and I'll let them share that. If it works for them, that's great. If I think there are alternate ways that may work better for some other students, I will, of course, share that. But that is an optimum way to learn. Let the students teach you some things. Let them get be proud that they're able to teach their classmates some things. They're not going to show off, generally speaking. They just want to share their knowledge with others. And it works in almost every class. So think of every class that you're teaching right now, and you've probably got a student in there that can go ahead and share their knowledge with the rest of the class and kind of let them show off a little bit in the front of the class. And they, in effect, are teaching you as much as you teach them. I think that's a great philosophy to live by and one that we should all use a little more. And then let students open up their mind and talk about the world. I'm not a big political guy, but I do like to hear how the young people see things and see if any of them have ideas about how they could solve some things I know for a fact, even as young as middle school, I'll have students tell me all the time that they think they want to go into politics or maybe law enforcement or something where they have a say in how things are run. And I love for them to share that with me right now. I bet it's been over 50 times that when I let students share things in that regard, I end up saying, man, that is actually a really good idea. I I wish that it's something we could invoke now, as a matter of fact, and encourage them. They may be leading us one day. I know all that sounds corny, but I'm not just going to start saying they're where our future lies and all that kind of thing. That is true, but let them share those thoughts in class. I have seen situations where students hardly ever open up in class unless it's something at the end of class that really has nothing to do with the topic you've been covering. It's like the extracurricular stuff. It's like what's going on in the country right now. It's like what organization hacked another organization. What about the prices of gas? Does that help our economy? Does that hurt our economy? It's really fascinating to see those thoughts shared. I remember back when I was in high school, and it was back, that would have been, I graduated in 76, so I would have been in high school from 72 to 76. 72 would have just been three years after the first moon landing. So the space program was still very much in our minds then. And I remember I chose one side of a debate on living on the moon, and it was just fascinating When you pick out topics like that to let the students talk to you about, it's really fascinating. What You're going to be so shocked about what they come up with, and you are going to learn from those students, maybe more that day than what you had taught them. So remember, we are in this for the students. Don't walk into a classroom like you're the know-it-all and They need to learn everything you have to teach them. While that might be true, don't be afraid to admit that 
they can teach you some things too. As we move throughout the summer, keep those thoughts around. Think of ways that you can let those students feel proud about what they're doing, feel proud about their thoughts, no matter what the topic. There's some topics that come up that make me uncomfortable, but maybe they make me uncomfortable because nobody's bold enough to bring them up and get them out in the public. So let's talk about them. Do I discuss things now differently than I would have than one of my teachers would have when I was in high school? Absolutely. There's a lot more things in the news now that would have never even been brought up when I was in high school. Those kids have a lot of great thoughts. And even if you're in teaching grades younger than middle school, they have thoughts too. They hear what their parents say. It's enough for them to formulate their own opinions at times. Sometimes they'll see their parents arguing back and forth with each other over the topic. It's interesting to see how they formulate their thoughts. The bottom line is for today, make sure that you're not too proud to realize that students can teach teachers. We just have to be willing to look and listen and make sure they know that what they have to say is valuable.